Hi, I'm Kyle Barton, and on this 389th episode of the MWA Podcast, Sean Wisniewski, Mark Hicks, myself are asking Brandy Clements and Dave Klingler of Silver River Center for Chair Caney five questions. Yeah, if you want to hear more about uh, Brandy and Dave, be sure to check out their interview on episode 388. So welcome back to the show, guys. Thanks. Well, before we get to the five questions, um, let's uh, give a Patreon shout out. So who do we have to thank this week? Well, uh, we want to extend a big thank you, as always, to our Patreon supporters. But today, we are singling out Sean's dad, Scott <laughs> uh, Hey, Sean, at least your dad supports the show. I don't even think mine listens to it. So, you know, and you know what? Do. I did get, I get the chance to see him uh, a weekend ago. And mm-hmm. um, he actually, in conversation, he's like, so... Well, what what are you guys talking about this this episode? I was like, oh, you know, it's like it's really it's Rex Hansen's really cool about the Bennett Street Wood, you know, like like you know, give him a little thing, and so he's an active listener. I'm I was really happy to hear that. It's really cool. Fantastic. Well, so if you would like to bond with your parent, you can both <laughs> go to Patreon.com/slash/MWAPodcast and support the show, and then you can have a reason to talk to each other about what's happening on our show. So thank you, Scott, and thank you to all of our other Patreon. Yes, thank you so much. All right, well, let's move on to the five questions. So, Mark, you're first up. Oh, I get to start out. So yes. how did you get into care, care chaining? We, we talked <laughs> about this on the last episode. It's a thing, but we're talking about chair caning. So how did you get into chair caning and weaving? And, you know, when did you come up with chair nerdery? Well, it, it started out as a side hustle. It's in my family, but I always took it for granted, like being bored as hell, going to antique stores and the chairs and the furniture and the barley <laughs> twist. Um, but then I was 29 and I was um, living in Oregon, moving across the country and um, and needed money. <laughs> so my dad was like, you should go to your aunt's. Learn. So I spent a week at my Aunt Linda's and um, learned four basic styles and, and it's been a, a learning process with every single chair since then but the nerdery did start in probably about 2010 um figuring out like researching chairs and finding more about them um yeah they'd come in this people would bring a chair to us and then look it up and then next thing you know well let me tell you how dave got into it I wanted to hang out with him, and I thought I was cool because I was working on chairs, and he was getting ready to leave Folly Beach, living on Folly Beach then. So I was like, hey, I got all these chairs from the uh, from the Charleston Place Hotel, and I'm really kind of tired of them at this point. I've done so many of them, and they're kind of complicated. You want to help me take some cane off of them and get them prepped for weaving? He's like, yeah. So we'll go over to Dave, show him how to do it. He's like, cool, I got this. Clueless. Wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah I that can do this. Like, uh, that's almost like workplace harassment. It's like, hey, I want to date this guy. I'm going to hire him for a job. I, I was going to you know, tip, tip a hat no to shop. the quirky, quirky pickup line there. That's you got some mad game. That's <laughs> mad game. Uh, well, I I started woodworking in, like, I grew up in my grandfather. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we were kids, as we were pounding nails into scrap, you know, making big blocks of nonsense. Um, and then as we got older, he was always like, he gave us free reign. It was great. And the only rule was arch yourself. Uh, sure. and, and then as when people ask how I got into weaving, I always say I met a girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I guess the rest the rest is, is history. It's been on a strange. Yeah, but he's got the mechanical account. engineering skills. So um, as far as like the process, what do you call it? Process engineering. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he's analyzed everything within a 
a millimeter of its life. And so that's how like the rush, when he's analyzed every millimeter of the rush, every millimeter of cord, its intersection. It's a sickness. You've got the, work, you've got the workflow all mapped out on uh, yeah. you know, decision yeah. trees. And... <laughs> I won't lie. When you when you guys mentioned your machine, mechanical security things and how the hell does it, I'd yeah. love to see it happen and, and dig into that. That's, yeah. I got them in mind. I'm it's on our there. Instagram. Check it out. I saw it. I saw it. It's, oh, it's intriguing. Cool. He yep. wants to yeah. get inside the machine. He wants to really not literally from the bottom that, would that would hurt a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. It'd be greasy. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, like, no, like, I mean, yeah, it'd be very greasy. You know, like, I, you know, having, if you can weave simple things and I've woven like friendship bracelets, you know, like those kind of things back in like camps, camp days. Yeah. And you know, like, I can, I know how to combine eight strings with my hands. But knowing how a machine can spin spools and do that in pattern is a totally different thing. Like that's yeah. I mean, there aren't really that many thing. machines that can do chair weave. We've seen a Russian yeah. machine. Um, there's loom woven cane, but only the first four steps are woven on the loom: two verticals, two horizontals, and the mm -hmm. diagonals are still inserted by hand with a corkscrew-shaped needle by these women in China mm. and Indonesia. Um, in 50 foot rolls, two directions by hand, every single diagonal. Wow. So wow. there's a limit to the machine. Mm -hmm. Sure. For sure. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, so um, next up, so what's your favorite tool? My hands. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, really. And and then there's these little ghetto picks that we got from, um, they were like the last of the door prizes. It was a set of four and there were there was one left or two left. Yeah. And we were the last door prize ticket at this conference. And we were like, great, this is our prize. Uh, and it was, was a game changer. It was like a 90 degree <laughs> angle pick. It was no L way. L-shaped. Everything that we had used up until then was. Straight all. Yeah, ice picks and awls. And we even had the, the dissection needle. Oh, I did get the dissection out of my yeah. college. So what is the pick? <laughs> what did you use it for? What's the? To get under the cane that lays on top of the wood. Mm -hmm. So there's a wooden edge and the holes are about um, half an inch or so in and the cane lays on top of it and to get under some intersection. Yeah. Uh, mm. So you got some leverage with that uh, that 90 degree angle. Huh? Yep. And the hook yes. one, there's like a squirrely one too once we got the hook. Wow. It's hard, and it's, it's hard to choose a favorite tool. Uh, don't make me choose. I, I'm going to go with beard trimmer. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Beard trimmer. Fair enough. Is that for cleaning up the rush or the uh, the hickory bark? <laughs> it it is for cleaning up the weaving. So really? for yeah. the laced cane and splint weaving, especially, uh, you end up with little furry hairs that stick up. Um, mm -hmm. We used to spend cellulose fibers rattan. <laughs> like, like, like I said, little hairs that stick up. <laughs> Wispy things. Uh, the and we used to just use scissors, uh, mm -hmm. tiny pair of scissors, you know, cuticle scissors or whatever. Um, and a guy came in through the shop and was like, why don't you use a razor? I was like, razor? I don't know. Beard trimmers and a game changer. So it was yeah. one, of those, one of those things that's so simple. And it's kind of dumb, but it is, I, whenever anybody asks, it's just such an easy thing that makes our life so much easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When are we going to get the chairscaping shirt? Write that down. That's beautiful. You know, we thought we thought. Oh, you beat me to it. I was about to say in this episode brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> chairscape, chairscape, chairscape. It's, That's great. 
It's funny. I thought the next shirt was the uh, cane spotting, but <laughs> oh, well, that's a good one too. I like that. Escaping. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know uh, Keith Decent? Have you seen him online or anything? Um, I heard that Keith, name. Keith Decent. He he's been a guest on the, on the podcast in the past, but um, right now he's he's into this um rug. It's a manual rug gun. I, I he's gonna scream because I don't. I'm not saying it right, but anyway, um, there's a whole thing about like pushing a rug through a through a surface, you know, and and it's a it's a gun that pushes yarn. Yeah, I've seen but that. In it's in, amazing. In order to trim it, like they use clippers to do it. He made a plexiglass base for his trimmers that allows him to go on this a, a very flat plane and and trim all it in an even way. And it was just like a duh kind of thing, like to see him like create it and it's like that works so well. Like, it's just one of these things. It was never intended for it because otherwise mm. you'd be taking, you know, scissors on a, on a very close little tick, 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 kind of trim those little things. Yes. And, uh, and there's a way of innovating. So I mean, that's just a, a cool thing, but yeah, it, you know, just shameless plug for doing great stuff. <laughs> like, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, yeah, a really interesting little invention he's did there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 tool is not his own invention but um the trimming thing i think is an addition that he's kind of added it's like a shaving base a shaving attachment for a a, a reciprocating tool yeah exactly so, it's just a, it's a it's a unique thing but it's very purpose built for what he's doing and it works hmm. oh, cool. one of those things yeah. like <laughs> mesmerizing oh, hey, yeah. Well, I know what I know what I'm doing later on tonight. I'm watching there, rug trimming videos. There you go. There you go. This is fascinating. Okay, this is going into weird places. <laughs> All right. So, so let's let's get off that train. So so who has influenced you the most? Maybe we can get back on the crafting of what we're actually doing. That's a. I mean, it's hard because we do have had. So, um, I'm gonna go with my woodworking guru. Um, he's a guy that we met he, in, in and out of the shop, uh, Bob Hasse. And he's been a woodworker, well, I don't even want to guess, uh, decades and decades. Uh, um, he used to come in, kind of, we would give him our structural work. And he would go, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And little by little, he would tell us more about how to do it and then leave without taking the chair with him. <laughs> and we're like, Bob, you forgot the chair. And he was like, I just told you what to do. And uh, there it goes. And this was him nudging me out of the nest, essentially. And so it mm. got to be got to be to the point where um, I got very confident structural repair abilities because there was nothing I could do that Bob couldn't fix. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, I can't mess up. it. <laughs> Anyway, so that's my that I'll claim him as my biggest. That's awesome. Well, fantastic. Yeah, well, for me, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, my aunt Linda, um, who originally taught me, but then there's a woman in town called Andrea Clark, and I had heard about her. Um, and I was doing a demo out in public about three years into my gig, chair caning gig, before I had a shop. And I she walked up and she looks at my work and she goes, first thing out of her mouth, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> What? Excuse me, I've been caning for three years. And she's like, yeah, come to my house. I'll show you how to do it. So she made me want to do it right. You know, like there's technically, there's functional chair caning and then there's technically correct chair. And it's not just that aesthetic, there's a, a functional purpose behind doing chair caning. Um, but I get so inspired. To, I'm sorry, I'm really indecisive. I get really inspired by 
some of the women of woodworking community, they're they're kicking so much ass, Aspen Annie. Um, as far as our shop goes, Lowell's Boat Shop is very influential in kind of our business, all the working boat building museum. It's like, mm. yes, that's us, the working chair caning museum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and Diane DeMille Jacobson, who has the chairs and the artist piece of it, very Very cool. We have to have multiple inspirations <laughs> since we have like four or five businesses that we're actually running. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So, Mark. Oh, that's me. Sorry, I was I was uh, following Annie Evelyn. I, I had not heard her name before, so oh, I had nice. to look her up really quick. Wicked uh, talented. So, I mean, other than getting distracted by the internet, um, what's been your biggest stumbling block? <laughs> uh, for me, it's probably scheduling, or um, yeah. even though it seems spaced out, scheduling too. Yeah, yeah. we have so many. There's so many fun stuff, like so much fun stuff that we want to be involved in. Um, even when he looks like there's blank spots on the calendar, it's not there's really not. as blank. <laughs> we think they are. Yeah, we might be teaching a week at Aramont this summer, but it's a week before to prep and a week after unpack. Yeah. And, right. And then Sleep. several weeks in the planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know Sounds if it's a, I don't know if it's a stumbling block or not, but something that I really had to let go in this and one of the life lessons was you know coming from an engineering background, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's got to fit perfect. And so yeah. I want the plan to be in place ahead of time and everything fits together. And I quickly realized it's an impossible. Mm-hmm. And so, Especially hanging out with me. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a, it's a matter of let it, knowing, learning when to let. Step so, away from the chair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're working with these old chairs, you know, it's like. They're not <laughs> normal. They're Even if they started out perfect, you know, they can't be that way now. No. Right. How has the internet, as, distra- as distracting as it can, how has the inter- internet influenced you, if at all? Oh, t- tremendously. Um, we, I got a website in 2009, I think, and I had a, a conservator here in town. Um, it's like, you don't need a website. Nobody, nobody, your clients are too old for the internet. <laughs> Fool, um, foolish. Yeah. Yes. And so a it's couple years a later, he's like, hey, who, um, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, like all that stuff was coming around. We first started doing the business like large or larger scale. And so it would be such a rush, like, oh my God, the chair caner in Uruguay just started following us. That's so freaking cool. That's awesome. And, and yeah, so that's kind of another thing that sparked the 2020 chair weaving. But, um, and then just Instagram, as much as people can kind of hate Instagram, the chair nerd community is so welcoming and so friendly. Um, and it's really, it's, it's, in, it's not, it's, we just don't have to pay for marketing because of the, like we're such a <laughs> yeah. niche that we don't have to pay for barely. You know, we pay for it in time and networking time. and things like that. Yeah. But ads, ads, not or... paper, not even it. And then our YouTube channel is growing quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. How fast it grew. I, I think the knowing that we weren't weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? That, you know, it's like all of a sudden you see all these connections and to be able to do that from home and to make connections with people that you wouldn't be able to. I mean, having a having a phone call with you guys is great, but being able to see your faces, but mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, oh, I just have, it, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, was going to say it, it's um 
it's it's something to say like the community on Instagram, and I think that's that's true for all interests. the 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 community online has become a welcome place. You know, if you're into crypto, if you're into <laughs> if you're into chain care. <laughs> there's interest and it's it, it's the modern age thing i mean no, i was i i just got a box of old old stuff from my parents house recently and i was looking through and i had i had a pen pal in germany in the 90s and that that was like ooh, quaint. you know how, how quaint i know um but like we now can talk internationally at a at a moment's notice continuously yeah. with video like yeah. like yeah it's there's a woman in either. england who's a chair weaver and um and we met at a conference back in 2015 and um i wanted to do kind of inter just kind of testing the waters to see if i wanted um the chair nerd chronicles i was gonna call it and <laughs> um so i got on the phone with rachel or on the on zoom with rachel she's like wow brandy it's 2020 and I've not even seen my neighbors' faces in the last three months, <laughs> but here I am talking to you. you right. Know? So yeah, Our, it is. It's cool. cool. I, as as much as some as the internet can be rubbish. Um, I mean, I can't imagine. Our I mean, I remember when we went from the flip phone to the to the <laughs> Android, and we were like, "Whoa! How did we ever mm -hmm. do business without?" <laughs> <laughs> and now yeah. with the iPhone, we've got three of them right here. Oh my God! <laughs> We joke about being techno hippie because it's like <laughs> here we are and we're you know doing the class and we've got three phone two computers going yeah oh, it's a we, trip. We also had um, we had one of the overhead camera was on a selfie stick and it was held in place by a jig for uh, a Jenny Alexander, Alexander chair, chair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. a, do, uh, a dingle or a doohickey or whatever he calls them. Yeah. She calls them. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I, um, I just had one follow-up sure. question. You all see hundreds and hundreds of chairs. Do you are you documenting the chairs at all? Yeah. The, yeah. Is that something that's publicly available or? I mean, currently it's on Instagram, Facebook. Um, my like in a database. Storage and my what's that? Like in a database, like a photographic database. I am working on my spare time. Um, <laughs> That's job yeah. number six. And sometimes, like, there's Eastlake chairs, which are um, kind of a mid-19th century design. Charles Eastlake was keeper of the National Gallery of London, and he thought that just because, um, and, and it was in an industrial age, that masks would be ugly. So there's overlay wood, um, overlay wood veneer, incise lines, geometric pattern. And we've seen over a thousand of chairs, but we've almost never seen the same chair back. So I've started documenting the chair backs. And sometimes I'll oh. just take pictures of turnings on leg. You know, I always think, I don't know. <laughs> well, the pictures, the pictures are there. The pictures are there. It's a matter of, I mean, eventually. It'll be in an online be, collection. Um, this is a wonderful opportunity to take of your all things chair and woodwork. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, that that's because the information is there it's almost too, like their chairs are so diverse it's almost for one person you know like it's mm -hmm. um like there's caleb um down in greenville and he's a danish book right now and then um, mm -hmm. andy glenn is doing a, a ladder back or, or doing traditional ladder back book and so you know it's so funny within this chair profession everybody's got their there's a niche with niche. And so we know a guy that his specialty is corn shuck. And you wouldn't think there was that much to know about corn shucks. There is to know about weaving with corn shucks. Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Database. 
Yeah. It's Anyone crazy. looking for an internship should contact. That's not a bad idea. That's not That's a bad not, idea. Um, so fantastic. Well, let's uh, move on to uh, where folks can find you on the interweb should they want to apply for that internship. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are at silverriverchairs.com. And there's a ton of great information on our website. Also, um, we're also silver river chairs on instagram youtube and silver river center for chair caning on facebook fantastic and you could come and you could come and visit us in person as well we're in yep. Asheville in the curve studios uh give us a holler come check out the museum get Make your chair nerd on yeah fantastic yeah i'll be there soon and don't forget <laughs> the three or four breweries that are Right yep. down the street. Yeah. Right so, around yeah. the corner. Bring a growler <laughs> when you come for a visit. <laughs> exactly. So, Mark, where can folks find you? Uh, for all things workbench and shave horse related, I am at plate11.com. And if you are interested in learning about hand tools, you can find me at jointeffort.net. How about you, Kyle? Uh, you can always find me at barton.kyle on Instagram or at bbcustomtools on Instagram at bb or at uh, bbcustomtools.com. You can find out more about uh, the chair making uh, drilling guides and uh, drill bits that we make. And you can always find me on YouTube at Kyle Barton or again, BB Custom Tools on YouTube. So, Sean, what about yourself? Well, you can find me at SeanW78 most everywhere on the interwebs. You can look. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.